0: Up next is the daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 3. Verse 10 of our text says, The multitudes ask him, What then must we do? And he answered them, He who has two coats, let him give to the one who has none. He who has food, let him do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and they said to him, teacher, what must we do? And he said to them, collect no more than what is appointed to you. Soldiers also asked him saying, what about us? What must we do? And he said to them, extort from no one by violence, neither accuse anyone wrongfully. Be content with your wages. What shall we do? There were those present there, who honestly sought direction from John on this matter. But John led them not to the altar to pray. He didn't teach them how to raise their hands in praise. However great these things are, he led them to nowhere except to action. For the one who has more than he needs, well, give some away. The tax collector, be fair, legal, and righteous and for the soldier. Be a righteous worker, not cruel, and be content with your pay. All of these things which John entreats his listeners to do, they are actions. This is the fruit that we are being called upon to produce. God is calling us to take our faith out of the emotional realm and place it directly in the path of action. Jesus, you see, wanted our faith to actually have an effect upon our daily lives, and John's message demanded that. He demanded a changed life. Verse 15 says, As the people were in expectation, and all the men reasoned in their hearts concerning John, whether perhaps he was the Christ. John answered them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but he who comes, who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to loosen, he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. You see, the masses of society in that day were waiting for a redeemer. Now, not necessarily a redeemer for their souls, but rather for their nation. I mean, they knew the Savior was coming, but they expected him to rescue them from the Roman occupation. In reality, he came to save them from themselves. So naturally, because of the power and the wisdom and the holiness that John had within him, the people wondered if perhaps he was the Messiah. John, however, quickly squelched those rumors. Now, please note that in doing so, he passed up a golden chance for power, clout, and adoration. Well, albeit misdirected and false adoration, yeah, but he did so in order to point to another. He was not the one. No, he was merely the message boy, and a humble messenger, too. For his words paint a personal picture of a mere slave before Christ, not even worthy to tie the Lord's shoelaces. John's prophetic words in verse 16 were echoed by Christ himself in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, and were promptly therein fulfilled. John only baptized with water, but Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit, fire. Both the fire of faithful testing as well as the fire of judgment to come. Both are fires we will each and every one of us pass through. Verse 17 says, his winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly cleanse his threshing floor, and will gather the wheat into his barn, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Now Jesus was coming and he was coming to separate the sheep from the goats. We read about that in Matthew 25, verse 32. Here we're told that he is also here to separate the chaff from the wheat. Now in India, having been there, this picture is very clear. For even today, what they do is lay out the wheat on the paved roads, and then they patiently wait as the cars run across the wheat and separate the wheat from the chaff, the good part from the bad, and the fruit from the worthless. This is what Jesus intended to do. He was coming to separate. He said that separation would take place between the religious counterfeit and the faithful fruit-producing tree. Between the righteous and the unrighteous, even sometimes between family members, he was setting apart, sanctifying his chosen saints for his special purpose that of his blessed joy, peace, and service. Verse 18 says, Then, with many other exhortations, he preached the good news to the people. But Herod the titriarch, being reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things which Herod had done, added this also to them all, then he shut up John in prison. Through all of this, John just kept preaching until the rulers of the day could just could take it no longer. Apparently, it seems, John had scolded Herod for basically stealing his brother's wife, which naturally angered Herod. So in retribution and to shut John up, Herod finally had him imprisoned. The Herod family, they were notorious for both their evil and their abuse of power. This Herod was one of the sons of the Herod- who while seeking to kill the newborn king when Jesus was just a child, he had all the Jewish baby boys under the age of two killed in his attempt to stop this Jesus. Verse 21 says, now when all the people were baptized, Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, and the sky was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove on him. And the voice came out of the sky saying, you are my beloved son in you, I am well pleased. While Jesus had no sin to repent of, please notice he was baptized here in just the same. He was not to be denied. He would live it all out, step-by-step. He would embrace all that we would embrace, suffer in all the ways that we would suffer and be tempted in all the ways that we would be tempted. In this, the act of baptism, he would obey as all the rest that were there that day. They together would believe and they together would be baptized. He would humble himself even though he was the king. He would serve when all the world should be his servant. His baptism herein would launch his new life as it does ours. The ministry of Jesus had begun and it continues today. And for all of eternity. At his baptism, the Holy Spirit was present. God the Father was present and Jesus was present. All the Trinity was there. God spoke those eternally profound words, "'You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased.'" And you know, so many of us, well, we wait our whole lives to hear him say those last words to us in you, I am well pleased. Verse 23 says, Jesus himself, when he began to teach, was about 30 years old, being the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. And the rest of this chapter goes on with a lot of big words and difficult names to tell us of the lineage of Jesus and that he followed according to the prophecies so laid out. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.